0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Quorum Podcast. This is where academic medicine meets remote, austere, and resource-limited areas. Welcome back to the program. This is Avril Kelly. This week, we are talking with Arna Dierlich, who is an offshore paramedic working in North Sea, uh, 300 kilometers off the coast. Uh, Arne, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So you, we met you in, in pretty bay Malta on the prolonged field care course, the Austria emergency care course, and then you came back for our our pocus course, the, the APIS as well.
1: Yes, that's correct. Yeah,
0: and we, we tried before that in Norway, but COVID got in the way. If I remember right,
1: yeah, that was a little bit of a yeah, uh, it was pity because um, my yeah business colleague and friend. In and our medical director went to Norway and uh, it was planned that we do it together um, just to find out if this AEC course is uh, something our company can uh, profit from. Um, so we did it now because uh, COVID kicked in. So I had to stay on board for some several weeks more. Um, so um, both of them went to Norway. I had to do it in uh, Malta. That is an exciting because it's a different environment. And I came with our employee, Tim Strassheim, to find out if um, this cause um, related to our yeah, current and future problems in the offshore paramedic business um, will solve um, problems and skills and knowledge uh, for all our employees
0: so you're a a German paramedic, which is called a Notfall Sanitator. It's a three year degree program.
1: Yeah, this is correct. I started so two thousand visits. Yeah,
0: two thousand. All right. So tell us a bit about yourself, your background, and and why on earth you decided to work on the offshore wind farms.
1: Yeah, uh, as I said, two thousand. I started uh, in the yeah normal um, common ambulance emergency service business. And worked on the ambulance. Um, took some time to learn uh, in the practice. Um, then I, yeah, in, in Germany it's a little bit, as you said, it's a it's a um, training program for three years. So it's not a bachelor degree. So your uh, opportunities are a little bit restricted if you want to um, do more fancy things. Um, so I went to a uh, mobile intensive care unit, did this for some years. Uh, I went on worked in a um, university hospital as uh, as paramedic in the emergency room and I, uh, I, IMC as well. Um, but after a while, it gets boring. Uh, if you want to go on, if you want to um, improve yourself and develop your skill sets, um, that's not enough. So um, co-existential, I... Um, I uh, was invited to work uh, offshore. Uh, it was a big um, NGO in, in Germany taking care of that. And I did this for for eight years. Um, but it was a huge company um, with um, another approach to things. And um, I'm, I'm liking, loving living medicine, emergency medicine. And that wasn't enough for me. Again, so um, together with my business partner, uh, Ragi, um, at one point we decided to um, try it ourselves. Um, we uh, was team leads uh, in the old company or in the previous company. And then we decided to yeah, set uh, the course in a direct, different direction. We wanted to um, improve the offshore medicine in Germany, wanted to improve ourselves, our skill sets, and wanted to develop us further and um, give other people, other paramedics, um, the opportunity to to do the same. Um, Yeah, we wanted to build up um, a workplace where everybody can develop, can be uh, him or herself, um, with any restrictions. Um, Yeah, this was the reason we founded that company um, and previous medical solutions, yeah.
0: So how many people work for AMS? Uh,
1: for now, it's um, only one fixed employee. We have a, a medical director and um, two colleagues will, will be employed um, beginning of next year. Um, we did some trainings with them, rescue, rescue from Heights course. Uh, they attend for a week with us. Um, and we are searching for German notfallsanitäter, Sanitator, good ones. Especially, uh, we would be happy about uh, having some, some female paramedics in our team um, because we believe that, um, that the distribution in between male and female in the world should be represented in our company, in our team. That makes things easier. Um, but for now, it's only um, three fully employed uh, people right now.
0: And what you focus on is being a medical cover. For the offshore wind farm, so tell us a bit about that. What exactly is your day to day? Where are they're not actually in a wind turbine, are they? They're on a on a a, a vessel that's within the 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 wind farm. Is that right?
1: Um, partly, um, it, it starts um, that we work with the guys with the wind uh, technicians together for usually two weeks um, on, two weeks off. Um, we live with them on a vessel or a, a rig uh, for that time and we take care of all um, relevant parts of their health. So it starts from water testing, hygiene in general, like um, yeah, low level to, to um, prevent um, the outbreak of um, illnesses uh, or problems. Um, but we cover as well the emergencies um, that means the medical emergencies appearing with every person onshore offshore it uh, doesn't matter like heart attacks um, or smaller things uh, as well like primary health care um, so if, if somebody has a, has a cold or a headache uh, they come to see us 24 um, 7 but if it comes to an accident uh, or a real emergency on the turbines we are trained to go there um, by, by any way, there's gangway systems, fast rescue boats, crafts, or crew transfer vessels we can use to reach the, uh, the site of uh, emergency. And then we um, go to the point of injury to treat the patient, stabilize him. And same time, uh, the recommendation of the German authorities, that you need a specialized team for rescue from heights and depths and we are trained for this as well. Um, we have a um, we have team leads, um, technical rescue team leads, um, a little bit higher trained than us paramedics, um, but we are trained to build up that technical um, setup to bring down the patient in a in a, ske- in a stretcher, um, accompanied by the paramedic, um, like con- continuing the treatment while we are doing the technical rescue so um the, the, you have to imagine the the turbines are in between 100 and up to 150 meters high um there's wow. a lot of um hatches you have to go through uh, when you lower down the patient so you have to switch in between horizontal and vertical um, position of the stretcher and um you can imagine if the patient is, for example, ventilated. Um, you need a lot of medication, ventilator, oxygen. All this uh, needs to be um, maintained and and used while the patient is transported. And this is our job. Um, then we bring over the patient to the uh, to the vessel uh, or rig we are we are living and working on. And then, um, yeah, we we start. Uh, more intense um, stabilization, a stabilization or, or treatment of the patient in our ship's hospital, until the helicopter arrives to um, take the patient to shore to the hospital, and we are alone. We don't have another paramedic with us. Like um, usually, it's a team sport. Uh, we don't have a team, um, and we have a little bit, yeah, of a restricted. Um, not only personal restricted uh, situation, it's as well on the turbine we only have our backpacks and then it comes back to the hospital where we can do a little bit more um, but the problem is always the transport, that's the helicopter dams we are waiting for
0: If they have to come 300 kilometers out, it's going to be a couple hours isn't it?
1: Yeah, for now it's not that uh, far from co- from the coast it's um, the next years um, um, the German waters are like um, going out into the North Sea, so it gets far uh, more far um, from the coast or off the coast um, year by year because the wind farms are built um, far, more far out. Um, And then it's a problem that the helicopter, and there's this um, rule or recommendation that the helicopter takes a patient within one hour and this is not uh, possible anymore. If the flight time is at least uh, an hour to reach us, now it's 45 minutes up to an hour until they arrive us. But this will be gone soon. And then they need different other opportunities, possibilities, um, yeah, to reach the patient.
0: So that's definitely prolonged care. And it's interesting you're you're using the, the, the learning of the, the force phases of Ruck Truck and house, which would be your clinic on on your your rig, whilst you're waiting for the the plane or the, the helicopter. Mm-hmm. So, are you finding the lessons that you learned in prolonged field care and our austere emergency care to be uh, useful and applicable to your job?
1: Yeah, this uh, prolonged field care is something that um, that I like and that I'm interested in since years. So, um, I educated myself. I read a lot. Uh, there's this wonderful. Um, a podcast your podcast as well, and um, as well the PFC website. This is very, very helpful. But it's a lot of um, information, and uh, for a nerd or freak like me, uh, for this topic, um, it's easy to get into it. But we needed something to uh, give that opportunity and that skill set to every employee, every paramedic we will employ in future. So um, we need a basic. Uh, education on this and AEC, uh, we found out is is perfect to uh, train the yeah, different different groups of persons. If it would be nurses, paramedics, doctors, uh, to the same skill set and especially mindset. Uh, I think the main thing is a mindset you have to change. Um, that will be challenge for our new colleagues come from the ambulance services within an hour you get rid of your patient um, to, a, to a site where your yeah, maximum treatment is possible um, to switch that mind um, that we have to get week uh, hours um, or even even days until the patient uh, can reach a definite uh, level of care and uh, this is very helpful to get the basics um, in this AEC course we found out for us uh, it's a, like like a a um, the, the core capabilities are presented very well, and it's very helpful for us.
0: It is nice to have a, a four-day curriculum where it goes through the, the PFC concepts whilst you look at the pfccare.org, the, the, the website. There's 6.5 gigabytes of information. It's, it's difficult to to chew through that, isn't it? It's just so much information that um, having having it given like what Dr. Sean Keenan did for the four-day AEC. Uh, it kind of puts it out in, in in sequence. I find it easier to to think about and to implement instead of uh, just looking through what uh, Dennis Drema and, and Paul Lose have put, which is tons of stuff. It's, it's lovely to have reference, but uh, you need it in bite-sized chunks, don't you?
1: Definitely, definitely. It's, it's too much to, uh, as, as well, to expect like a... Um, um, as a boss, uh, kind of, or a leader, to, to just give that huge amount of information to our new colleagues um, working in a new environment. Uh, this is just too much. Um, for an interested person, it's, it's helpful. Uh, and as well, for a little bit more experienced personnel, it's uh, interesting to get the be- bits and pieces uh, out of that um, massive amount of information. But to get into it um, you need like a con- like like a compressed um, like essentials taken out of that huge amount of knowledge and um, this was uh, perfect uh, with the AC course because all core cap- capabilities um, the, the not often spoken about um, problems like um, like a crush syndrome we don't have a crush syndrome um uh, SOP for example we had, we had it but in Germany the, the paramedics um, or the, the ambulance service they, they don't have it because mm. it's not necessary to have it um, if you can reach a hospital within a half an hour or an hour but for us it's really important and um, so we get access to that specialized knowledge um, in an easy to take uh, way and in an easy easy to understand um, way with with that cost. And this is really important.
0: So PFC is, is definitely needed for the wind farms. What what's the longest time you've had to have a casualty before you got him into the helicopter?
1: Mm, this was for me, it was three days. Um, that was not wow. a not a but it was not a very critical patient. But um, if you have a patient with abdominal pain and uh, that can be can develop, and um, we have extended possibilities to, to monitor that patient, to do uh, advanced diagnostics, to find out what's going wrong, and to stabilize him. But um, you can't do so much. You can you can do a lot if it's a casualty, it's a IP, an injured person. But if it's if it comes to medical part, you are like you are restricted in your in your measures, and um, yeah, you can just uh, keep the patient alive until it or make it make it easier that he's not suffering that much but you can't solve the problem he needs a hospital um and then it comes to that um to that part that you that you have to do nursing and nobody of us as paramedics um is is, has learned how to how to do nursing skill or um, learned any any nursing skills and um take care of that comfort of the patient and that um, little, little problems you add if you don't take care uh, in advance.
0: That's true. I I think as paramedics, we should have been nurses first and and learned these skills and then moved over to paramedic to to do some of the the advanced stuff because we, we miss all of those small, well, we call it sheet vomit, right? All the... The, the nursing tasks for someone you said three days, which is mental. Like having a deal with a guy that was was could have been critical or could have uh, moved towards critical status, and you're sitting on him for three days whilst waiting for the weather to clear or uh, waiting for the aerial platform. Yeah. That's th- that skill that we never learned as as paramedics.
1: Yeah, as well, we had another case where uh, it was a suspected heart attack. Um, the boat landing was uh, iced and a storm was coming up. Uh, so um, I like yeah, captured a ct bear crew transfer vessel, a small, small vessel to bring in the patient, because otherwise we would have to go in for uh, eight hours with a 145 meters vessel that takes a while longer. Uh, so I decided to take that small vessel, and um, I was alone for six hours with that casualty or that that patient uh, on a moving vessel. Um, and that is another challenge. Um, it's not only like prolonged care. It's as well evacuation care, take care of a patient uh, for a longer time on the move um, because we can't rely on, on helicopters um, to, to reach us. Um, that is a massive problem. Uh, it's not about the not only about the um, distance from shore, it's as well uh, about the weather, as you said. Um, yeah, statistically, statistically, it's 95% of the year. It's, the weather is okay to fly, um, but especially when it comes to the winter time with uh, icing rain, stuff like that, um, we will not get a helicopter. And we have to prepare ourselves and our minds to treat that patient for the time. Um, especially um, in, in Germany, we have a different system. Uh, we rely a lot of um, emergency um, practitioners, uh, physicians. and They looked a little bit um, strange as I re- arrived alone uh, with my patient, <laughs> patient, usually treated by a huge team of her ambulance, two or three persons uh, or paramedics, then another paramedic and a doctor coming to that to treat that person. And uh, I came alone and said, okay, since ours, I take care of this patient. I did this, 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 this. And as well, um, usually we, we do measures and um, give medications uh, on onshore. Nobody, no paramedic would give or, or would be allowed to give. And um, yeah, this is this is special. Uh, but it is for me, it is, uh, or for us, I can tell, for, um, speak, for speak for us, this is the amazing thing that we can do a lot more things. We can deep dive into topics we never were confronted with. So it gets exciting. And it's, I I guess, or I I believe that it is um, something I can do my whole life. Usually uh, I change jobs um, or change, change position after three or four years. Now I feel like I'm at the place to be, and I can, uh, I'm, I'm um, I can learn and and perform things, uh, and develop further, uh, my whole life in this job. Um, this is really really important for me as a person.
0: So, what is it about being an offshore paramedic that feeds that need within you? You just said that uh, you you are finding that being an offshore paramedic is very satisfying yeah why why is that what 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 is it feeding within you that you need to 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 be in these extreme environments uh,
1: on the one side uh, as i said onshore we are restricted very restricted um, due to the german system this is about to change now um, but um, we always always have a doctor with us uh, or we have the opportunity to to get a doctor. We um, always can um, hit the brake and say, okay, now I reached my my level of knowledge. Now I need help. I need a doctor. Offshore, we have the same. We can use the telemedical advice. Um, This is really really like a standard and it is um, um, directly... All vital signs, uh, camera, video... Audio, text, everything is uh, um, is live um, transferred, so mm-hmm. this is a huge benefit. But in the end, until the patient is stable and have time to do telemedicine or get a telemedical advice, I have to rely on myself. And um, I, I know you were in special forces, and don't want to compare us with special forces, but um, it's it's a little bit. Um, Same, I guess it's a little bit of the same mindset. You have to be the best of the best to treat your patient the best way you can do. Um, And there's restrictions, so you can't um, just get what you want. Like, on show I press a button, I call the uh, dispatcher and say I need more. I I will not get more, and I have to rely what I what I know, um, what I have as material, uh, human resources, and I have to plan for myself. And this is very. It's interesting and satisfying at the same time. Um, on top of that is um, that not only us as a, as a like managing partners of that company, every paramedic in our company is building up their own workplace. And that means all SOPs are not written by a doctor. Like um, top down, it is written by us and handed nice. up to our medical director to... Check uh, and um, approve that SOP we we work with in future. So it comes out of the practical part, um, is um, filled up with theoretical uh, input, handed up, approved, and will go back to every paramedic to work with. And this is, um, I think, this is a maximum benefit um, and make a lot of people happy, or will make a lot of people, a lot of paramedics happy.
0: I'll, I'll agree with you, Arna, that there is some crossover between what you're doing in the North Sea in on the wind farms and what a special forces medic will be doing. Because both people are required to do more with less. And it, yeah. it, what you're doing personifies special operations because you're, you're on this guy for three days straight and you're not getting a, a, him out. You have to be better. So yeah. uh, a notfall sanitator in Germany is, is going to have somebody for 30 minutes at the max and, and turf them off to a room full of doctors and, and nurses. Brilliant. I mean, that that's yeah. the best thing for the patient. But in special forces, we aren't able to get a guy out quickly. Yeah, And, and it's the same with the offshore industry, the oil rigs as well. And the, what makes special forces special is not all the guns and all the cool guy stuff. And, and I did boats, a lot of, a lot of boat, boats and swimming and things like that. Yeah. Uh, what makes special forces special is that we do the basics. Well, yeah, correct. that's the difference. And I'm guessing as you, as a, as a, as an offshore paramedic, you have to learn the basics that us paramedics working in a civilian environment, in a, a city-based environment, we don't have to learn the basic. We don't need, nursing we don't need to understand prolonged casualty care and we just turf turf them off and and focus on rsi and and all all these cool stuff because we don't have to know the basics yeah so correct. your comment is completely valid mate you you are definitely within the realm of spectral operations
1: yeah no, nobody's shooting at us um, fortunately this is this is really nice um, but we have Several, or th- several problems are the same, like in the tactical medicine. Uh, we have harsh environments. Uh, with a lack of personnel, we have a lack of material or lack, uh, equipment, uh, medication. So we have to think forward and we have to uh, do our basics right, as you said, that we can go to the next step, to, to, go, to go to the uh, next level of care. Um, because only if you do the basics right, um, um, and get the the trend. Um, you do vital signs. This is basic doing vital signs. But next step is to see that vital signs over over time and decide um, uh, what is the trend, where it's going to, and what can I do to change that. Um, that means that we that we as we are a little bit because of our previous works um, we. With other companies, we trained uh, the armed forces in Germany. So we're have a we a little bit connected with tactical medicine mm-hmm. as well. Uh, and we found out that it's quite similar to that uh, work we do offshore. Um, we have as well, or we implemented to our work, this own concept. Um, th- that that means nobody shoots at us, but if the patient is uh, hanging on the ropes or in the ladder in the wind turbine, that's not the, pla- uh, the, the place to play to play around to do fancy things this is a red zone um, we have to get him out of that red zone and uh, the maximum thing we can apply is a tourniquet um to sa- yeah to save uh, the patient's life and in the yellow zone where can lay down the patient where he's not affected by the environment and uh, the industrial surroundings because there's uh, electrical um, um yeah electrical in- installations and all this is all dangerous um then we can do the more fancy stuff, and the green zone is when we reach our vessel, when we reach our ho- bo- um, ship's hospital. Um, then we can do more advanced stuff. Um, we try to reduce it uh, to the basics until we are able and we have uh, found a place and the opportunity or the surroundings where we can do that um, more advanced stuff. This is, I think, this is quite quite common to the or quite. Similar to the um, technical medicine, and related as well a little bit uh, to the special forces, and as well um, you have you have that background. Um, I don't have it, um, but we train a lot with people. Learn from 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 them, and we take that series because the um, the knowledge or the experience you made in your environment, we can adapt it to our environment, um, and this is. What I really love about that international courses and um, loved about attending um, the quorum in, in, in Malta to get the exchange with, with professionals with the same mindset, with uh, professionals bringing their own experience. Like we had some some Ukraine uh, colleagues, um, nurses uh, in the course, in the AEC course, and uh, we and it was amazing to talk to them and to learn from them um, what they are doing um, and they do things um, we would like to do we are not allowed legally to do like um, giving blood this is a huge um, political topic in Germany um, but to, to learn how they are doing it and if, it, and to see that it is possible that is uh, motivating and this is um, encouraging myself to, to go on with that on that way
0: it, it is good to, to see what other people are doing. And um, looking at the setup that you guys have, and it's, it's very delineated to truck, truck house and, and mm-hmm. helicopter. Um, are you using advanced diagnostics in the clinic phase for your POCUS and your, your, your advanced um, diagnostic stuff?
1: Yeah, uh, this is a very, very important uh, point of our work. Um, as we have limited re- possibilities to, to find out what the patient has and what problems will occur, um, we very early um, started to implement um, like rapid tests, um, point of care nice. diagnostics, like a laboratory or yeah, rapid tests um, on the one side. Um, and this is a huge amount what we have now. Um, we spend a lot of money, a lot of training into the people uh, that we can find out is it a heart attack or have a look into the lactate and all this. Um, this is one side. Um, we implemented that to our SOPs and trained all personnel. But on the other side, um, I think one one of the Best inventions of the last years for medicine and, and, and uh, especially emergency medicine and remote medicine is um, the ultrasound and um, we trained all our personnel to um, and as well some some additional colleagues um, to a German standard or a German speaking standard uh, for ultrasound. Um, do we find out found out that um, that nice German certification. Germans are keen about certifications, papers. Um, It has to be all in the the order and it has to be the right certification. That this is not the way we need it. it. It's not enough to have a certificate that says you can do something. It's more important to have the skills and the training and the continuous development in something Mm. And this was the reason I, I um, came to Malta and to the APUS course, the osteo um, um, Ultrasound uh, course.
0: The Osteo-Pre-Hospital Ultrasound. Pre-Hospital
1: yeah. Ultrasound, correct, yeah. And this is amazing, amazing um, experience because um, it was a lot of um, online learning before that uh, practical course. And these two days were so dense uh, with practical trainings, Uh, We had to fulfill a lot of examinations, uh, different types of examinations. Um, So it was very, um, yeah, it was an intense uh, course for me. And you have amazing um, instructors uh, to teach um, ultrasound, um, Tom and and Slavin. Um, Yeah, they are great instructors, great lecturers uh, that you and Eric um, were in the background to give some additional uh, tips and uh, knowledge experience that was very very helpful and uh, we are now discussing internally um, if we can train all our future colleagues with APUS as well like ac and APIS. and this is something we have to talk about um
0: happy to do yeah. it
1: this is um it was one of the best courses in my my entire life um especially the focus course i'm, I'm keen to, to learn more about that. And my vision is that we don't stop with basic things like EFAST um, or, uh, yeah, the, the, the core capi- ultrasound capabilities we learned in the course. This is just the beginning for us. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the vision to go on uh, doing nerve blocks, um, we want to Good. do um, musculoskeleton um, examinations. Uh, because a lot of minor things, this is mostly focused on emergency medicine, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of people coming to us, they are doing hard work, hard physical work, they're suffering from back pain, knee pain, stuff like that, like minor things, common things, right. in your, yeah, daily work, work life, and ultrasound can help, uh, we don't need, definitely, always an x-ray, we can find out a lot of ultrasound. And um, that co- reduces, in the end, it reduces the costs for our clients if we invest in technique or in, 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 in equipment and training for our people. Um, because one, one Medivac costs approximately 10,000 euros plus all the additional costs. And this is something I can reduce when I do the diagnostics offshore instead of selling the patient to the shore just to do ultrasound why why should i do this
0: you just need to sell it to them it's a ten euro flight or two euro iq plus butterfly
1: <laughs> yeah correct in the end this is a calculation you have to do you do your math um but this is this is special in this um business in this offshore or the wind industry um business um everybody everything is th- about money. Um it's not like in the ambulance services where your insurance is paying paying for everything. There's set um uh, case um how to say like like amount of money you get for, for one case. Mm. We 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 get a get a day rate uh, and we have to cover everything. So we have to decide ourselves how do we invest that day rate? They pay us. And as there's always on the market a cheaper company doing things with a lower level of knowledge, but the client um, they are not medical professionals. they can't decide what is what is um, what is good to take or what company fulfills all regulations and which not. And we have to decide where we invest our um, money and we think that this is a technique um, that is which is beneficial for us. Uh, but mostly beneficial for the patient and uh, a nice side effect is it's beneficial for the, for the uh, client and the company has to, bill, uh, has to pay the bill but we have to convince them and we have to do a lot of teaching for the industry to tell them or to, to teach them um, that it, sometimes it's worse to add a little bit to the day rate to invest a little bit more to save uh, money on the long term
0: that is a challenge with all industry paramedics and yeah. Yeah. Uh, medical pr- professionals. They, they, you're going to have somebody come in and offer the same medical cover and give somebody with a paramedic uh, an AED and maybe a box of bandages and say, "Well, there's, there's your medical cover. We'll yeah. do it for half the price." Yeah. and you, yeah, we need to educate the the community to, and and I think it is happening. I think. A lot of the industry is realizing that we need uh, better trained offshore medics
1: yeah yeah and as well for example the the ultrasound is some something I found out um, everybody or almost everybody uh, has an idea what it what it's for and uh, when I, when I tell uh, HSE specialist uh, responsible for the contracts tell him. See, uh, if you go, if you have a problem with your ankle, you go to your uh, orthopedist or, or yeah, um, and have him look. What will he do? He's doing an ultrasound to find out is there a massive problem we have to do deal with now, or does it just take some painkillers on time? Mm-hmm. And um, this is a good example to explain them uh, from their own private life um, what we want to try to implement to their offshore life and now it starts that they that they realizing that it makes sense what we're doing.
0: Agreed. That's the way forward anyway. Yeah. Um, Arna, thank you for the time and, and, and discussing the the life of a offshore paramedic working on the wind farms. And I look forward to seeing you again down in Pretty Bay.
1: Thanks a lot for having me, and I'm looking forward to see you at the conference.
0: This has been a presentation from the College of Remote and Offshore Medicine. If you would like to earn CPD credits for this podcast, you can join the Council of Members. Being a member of the college gives you free CPD credit, free access to our virtual field guide, and discounts on our e-learning courses. You can join the team on our college website at quorum.edu.mt.